Aloha and welcome to Mystery Mystics and Metaphysics. I'm Psychic Intuitive Geraldine St. Joseph and I am your host this evening. Tonight we're talking about entities that help us. What does that mean? That means how do we move through our spiritual journey? Who assists us in that, if anyone? And what types of helpers might we find along the way? Are they always the same? Do they change? All these questions and more will be answered as we move through our talk today. After we're, we're finished, then we will get together and there will be a discussion. But if you're not part of the meetup group, you're going to miss that part. So if you're interested in this topic and things like it, and you would like to join our meetup group, it is called Mystery, Mystics, and Metaphysics. Look for it or look for my name, Geraldine St. Joseph. I'm in Pennsylvania. Okay, let's start. So before we started, I asked a question about, does anybody know who it is that's helping guide them? Like what types of guides do we have? The term spirit guides is very broad and it encompasses anything that is not physical, anything that is not physical. It's a very, very broad term. So when we talk about spirit guides, we like to chunk them down so that we get more of an idea of what we're talking to. As we develop our psychic senses and as we become more spiritual, a very important component of that is becoming or learning how to discern more effectively. Discernment is a very, very important quality and gift, and it helps you figure out who and what you're talking to and possibly what their motivations are for helping you, <clears throat> or maybe they're not helping you. Today, we're going to talk specifically about entities that help and different ways that that may come across. I am teaching a class called Exploring Your Intuition. The next module, which this is the fourth module, is Spirit Guides. And it is four weeks, and actually we're doing a bonus week. So it'll be five weeks of deep diving into different types of spirit guides and meeting different types of spirit guides and, and discernment and a lot of that. So it's more of a deep dive into the subject. Entities that help us. Number one, everybody thinks of angels. They think of their guardian angels. Um, they think of archangels. And really there's enough there to do a whole lesson about it around it because there are different levels of angels different types of angels they do different things the only thing that i'm really going to say about angels here is that number one not all angels are of the highest um motivation not every angel is motivated to help you sometimes motivations are a little skewed so when an angel is all about one way of being they're not very helpful with us going through the human uh, condition and what they're looking for is for us to adore them and have big egos as opposed to us being a part of, of the universe and moving forward in our growth and expansion so even with angels 
there are different there are different types but there are also different motivations so just because you're in the presence of an angel and an angel feels like heat they usually make the room rather hot the bigger more powerful the angel the hotter the room will get you call on somebody like metatron it gets really hot you call on somebody um, who's maybe not as big it doesn't get as hot like metatron way hot michael pretty hot gabriel pretty hot you know so it depends sometimes they can ball themselves up so they're just like a small um sphere where you'll just feel heat in different parts of your body as opposed to making the whole room hot but that's one way that you know that you're dealing with an angel is they bring in heat uh, there's a lot of energy to them so it gathers around them so angels yes can be very helpful are they always looking out for our best interest no you have to get to know what and who you're dealing with. But like I said, I have other videos on that. So I'm not gonna go in that, into that too much. But angels are always the first thing that come to mind. We're taught about angels in most religions and angels are very prevalent in our society. Now let's talk about human spiritual guides. What does that mean? That means the spirit guide or the spirit was once in human form. What does that look like? Well, that can be an ascended master, like Jesus the Christ, like the Buddhas, like um, Muhammad and other, I wanna say um, crosses between human and deity. And they're people who came to earth, they did the human existence and they figured things out, they found the middle way and they ascended. So they can, they can be spirit guides that can help you along the way. These types of spirit guides, as most spirit guides, even if they're around you or they're watching, in order to get the help that you're looking for, you need to ask. You need to say, please help me. It's always best if you give a very specific, this is what I need because once something is in spirit or if it has always been in spirit it does not recognize what we need as humans all the time and time does not work the same when you're across the veil so to speak it is not the same at all i've dealt with ghosts who have been ghosts for hundreds of years and they'll tell you they've been there a week because time does not pass by the same way if you're not sleeping and waking up and getting hungry and eating and things like that there's nothing to really mark the passage of time so keep that in mind when you're making requests from your spirit guides and the spirit field that is around you one type that i think is really interesting is a ghost what is a ghost a ghost is a person who no longer has their physical being they are stuck on this plane of existence. They are generally stuck here because some kind of fear or something held them down and has connected them to be only on the earth. They generally can't see further than you can, but they can walk through walls so they can see a little bit more than you can and they can be a fly on the wall. Sometimes they'll figure out that something is coming up, something that you may not be able to see because you don't have all the information. You haven't been there for all that time. I've heard stories of ghosts getting people out of a house when it has just caught on fire. I've heard of ghosts getting somebody 
um, because their child has stopped breathing. I've heard of ghosts doing different things like that, where it's, it's the same thing that a human person would do in that case, but they don't have a physical body, but they'll, they'll do something to get your attention so that you could see something that needs to be seen. As far as I am concerned, uh, wherever ghosts are, there's generally a field of emotion that they carry with them. Usually this is sadness, it might be fear, it might be anger. They're the lower emotions because um, they still have all their human emotions, but something is making them be stuck. Whenever I encounter a ghost, I cross them over. It's just, uh, I don't even think about it. They get crossed over because they are stuck here and they, they're stuck here because of fear or some other reason akin to that. And it is like torture. So I feel that it's, it's cruel not to cross them over if you have the ability to do so. So that's my thing with ghosts. Then other humans who have passed but have crossed over that can help us, we talk about lineage. So there's two different kinds of lineage or two different types of ancestors. You have actual physical ancestors of your bodysuit that are connected to you by cellular memory. And then you have soul ancestors that are connected to you via your spiritual DNA, which goes back like you may have been, um, and all of us have at, at different times experience being different sexes, different races, different types of people, because that's what you learn from is by playing round robin and, and trying all these different things out. So if you are, say you're white, and you have uh, an ancestor that comes to you that's Mongolian or Native American, it may not be because your chromosomes go back to that. And when, if they did a DNA test on you, it may not go back to that, but your spiritual DNA is connected with that because that's the vibration of your spirit of where your spirit is. Then you have your actual ancestors. Now, many times when your ancestors are acting as spirit guides, sometimes they're not ancestors that you know, they could be a little bit further back. A lot of times, especially for kids, they'll see grandparents, great-grandparents who maybe they haven't met in physical form, but maybe they met them right before they were born or something like that, where there is that connection. So they can also help you. Oftentimes when it is uh, something like that, you'll dream about them. You may see pictures or something will flash in your mind, like a memory, and there will be a sense of which way to go or what needs to be done. Many times when we're talking about um, this type of a, an entity, they will actually give us the feeling or the sensation of comfort if we calm down enough to feel it. You can close your eyes and take a deep breath and just ask for a hug. And sometimes you can feel it. Sometimes you, you can feel them play with your hair or tug your ear or, or do different things like that. I have a, a relative who passed and they used to tease everybody all the time by pulling their hair. So we all know when they're around because your hair will get pulled and be like, who, wait, what's going on? Wait, I'm here by myself. Who's pulling my hair? Oh, auntie, I know it's you, hello. So things like that. 
how do they speak to you? As I said, through dreams, it could be through impressions. They could put something in front of you that is there uh, repeatedly. Oftentimes, spirits will try to get your attention by putting the same symbol or the same um, words, the same smell, whatever it is. They'll, they'll try and put the same thing in front of you over and over and over again so that you become uh, more aware of it. And once you figure out what that symbol is, then we can figure out, you know, what it means and, and where we're going with that. We also have, um, I'm trying to figure out, I'll stay on earth for right now. We also have uh, totems or spirit animals, and there's three types of spirit uh, helpers. So you have a totem, you have a power animal, and you have your, your spirit animal. They're all basically the same things, but you do have certain ones that are really a part of your soul DNA. They're really a part of your spirit and you call upon their abilities to help you as you move forward. So it's like if you're trying to be more clever and your totem is the raven, you can call on the raven to help you with that, to help you really hone those skills. If you're looking for something and I'm doing a bird thing here for some reason, but you need a more specific vision, then you call on the eagle, you know, and things like that. So your animal guide can, can help you with those things. Now you do have other animal guides that appear at certain times in order to remind you of something or to bring something to your vision. Um, in another uh, video I had spoken about the wasp is was one of my guides I also I mean they came crazy thing I they'd be in my car all the time in my room up in Maine in the middle of winter uh, in my hotel room in the bathroom like weird things they would just kind of appear wherever I was and the wasp is, was there to remind me to really remember my own power and that I needed to do something in the situation that I was in. I've also had things like having wild boar all of a sudden. I mean, I lived in the islands for close to 10 years. There was only one short period of time, about three months, where I saw wild boar in three different places, like to be close enough that I, you know, if I spit, I would have hit him kind of a thing. So being aware of this and noticing this um, you'll also have an animal that that stays with you or that is uh, a part of you more often. For me, that is a red cardinal. Uh, and I'm told that by friends and family that when they see a red cardinal, they think of me. And oftentimes I will call right after that, that cardinal appears, which is kind of funny. So you do have animals also. They will keep repeating you'll keep seeing them and different animals have different aspects to them that they're bringing to the table so you can go you can google it go online look it up you can go to a shaman and ask about it or you can sit with yourself and go into meditation and ask them what they're trying to say and just be open to whatever comes in whatever form it comes now let's go off world we also have star seeds we have extraterrestrials. Now, again, like most species of things, not everything is in the middle road and balanced with the physical and the spiritual. 
some things are out of balance and they, they bring illusion with them. And some things are out of balance where it's, it's all about the material world. We're looking to be in the center and to be balanced. That's where we have our greatest power. We came to be human for a reason. We're physical for a reason. But that's not the only reason. We are a spiritual being experiencing a human lifetime. So when we talk about uh, extraterrestrials and our galactic family, I know back when I first got into everything, uh, people talked all the time about the Palladians and the Palladians are light beings. And there are many different uh, native cultures that talk about the Palladians. They talk about Sirius and these different uh, constellations. When we are connected with extraterrestrial energies or interdimensional energies even, they can be a little trickier to work with. We really have to up our game on discernment and figuring out like, why are they there? Are they truly helping us? Are they leading us in the right direction? Or are they there to mess things up? So when we look at that, we need to feel really in our gut. Like I've, I've told you guys before, your instinct is here. Your primary guardian will punch you right there if it is something you are not supposed to be doing. And you will get those feelings of heaviness there to warn you away from something. So that holds true even when you're getting information from an outward source. Not everything comes from inside of us. Another entity that is helpful is our oversoul or our higher self that is a part of ourself that is still connected to source. So it has more information than we do. But again, we have to learn our internal voices in order to really discern these things and know what's talking to us and when. If we hear it as voice, if we hear we just have things that we know, if we're seeing things, there's all these different languages that, that we can utilize. With animals, often we'll get an impression of the animal, or we may see the animal in real life. Um, I've been someplace where I've had a black bear walk out in front of me and just walk across the street like it was no big deal. Like, okay. And there are places where that's kind of normal. And there's other places where it's like, mm, did that bear really walk in front of me? Was that an actual bear or was I seeing a bear? And we need to be able to recognize where things are coming from. So one of the questions that I got was that, you know, do, do our spirit guides take a break? which was kind of tongue in cheek, but is it actually a good question? The answer is yes. Sometimes they need to take a break. Sometimes we get to be too much and it depends on type of guide it is. Often guides will come in and out. There are very few that are with us from birth, sometimes from before birth. So I gave uh, Archangel Gabriel is with me. He was with me through many lifetimes. I have memories of him. I've always communicated with him. And he's with me all the time. I work with other archangels and other angels, as well as several other different types of guides and guardians. Another type um, that may help us 
is a deity. So I was raised Roman Catholic, so I believe in um, the Trinity, which is the three forms of the unknowable God. They don't explain it that way, but that's what it is. Whereas some people believe that there's only one God in the Bible, they do talk about other gods because they say, don't put other gods before me. And things like that are often quoted in the Bible. So depending on what your belief system is, another way to look at this is, so we have the Godhead or the all that is. And when we talk about the Godhead, in many religions, they talk about the names of God or the characteristics of God. I consider deities kind of like the characteristics of God. They're God in, in the different forms. If you look at the Hindu religion where the different gods do have different forms in and of themselves, that's a good way to look at it is that we have all these personality traits, all these characteristics, and they, you can call them by different names. And you're calling out that particular strength or that particular archetype to work with you. And again, when we need help, it's best to ask and be specific about what we need if we know what that is. If we need guidance, call for a guide who can give that to you. If you know, um, there's also saints. So we, we're going back to people again. So a saint is kind of like an ascended master, but not quite that high of a vibration, but close to it. A saint is someone who in this lifetime showed extraordinary behavior of uh, love and compassion and doing for others or possibly change the world in some way. Different types of religions have different types of saints, but saints are also a form of guide where you can call on a particular saint if you have something that you need to, uh, you need help with. So in the Catholic religion, I know he's not a saint anymore, but we would call on St. Christopher. People still do. We don't care if the Pope, a couple of popes back took him out of sainthood. He's still a saint to the rest of us. You call on St. Anthony when you've lost something. <clears throat> you call on um, St. Gerard if you're having problems with pregnancy or having a baby. You call on St. Joseph when you're looking to adopt or you're having problems at work. So just having a general idea of who to call and who you feel more affinity with. And the best way to do this is to, you know, look them up, see how it feels. As I said, I was raised Roman Catholic, so I worked a lot with the saints, but I also am very much into Greek mythology and into Egyptian. So the Egyptian gods have always held a special place in my heart. And as we're moving forward, I'm finding that a lot of the Hindu gods do come up and show themselves and will help in different situations. You have God, um, gods like Isis from the Egyptian and Isis, a form of Isis is also Mother Mary. They have very similar vibration and iconology. So if you look at pictures of Isis, uh, there are things of Mary that where it's sculpted the same way. It's them with their child, that they had a child and they were, um, well, Isis never claimed to be a virgin, but her husband was dead when she conceived her son, Horace. So there's similar stories. There are similar through lines. And you'll find that 
throughout time, throughout the world, that there are these core stories that are retold in slightly different ways. But the energetics that are discussed there are very similar. Now, sometimes these energetics get bastardized. Uh, stories like uh, the story of Medusa, where that was completely taken and turned around. Uh, her story was not of being punished for being raped by the goddess who protects women. Like that makes no sense. I don't know whoever thought that one up. But rather, she was given and became the Gorgon to protect herself. So it was something that she could reveal in order to expose those who were going to harm her. So things like that. And getting to know the different um, vibes of different uh, types of guides and guardians and the types of spirits that are around you. Some of them are very mundane. They're very like on the same level as you. And then you have other ones that are very, very high vibration that you really need to raise your vibration, have any kind of communication with them. And that's why we go into meditation and um, do yoga and do things to try and put us on that higher vibration. Oftentimes, different guides will enter your life to teach you something, to guide you to or away from something, and to give you support. When we feel most alone is when our uh, spiritual cloud, our guides and our guardians are most active, but they cannot intercede without us asking, without us calling them in or calling them forward. It's like watching your kid almost running into the street and yelling, but not being able to snatch them out from the front of the car. The better we listen, the less likely we are to run out in front of that car. So also spirit guides will offer a different perspective. They'll allow you to see things with a different viewpoint which can allow you to learn a lesson more easily. It can allow you to forgive more easily. And it just, it changes things for you. It's something to always keep in mind when you're having an issue, especially if it's with a specific person that you meet the person where they are and try to see their point of view. That doesn't mean that you're going to agree with them. It just means that you're willing to listen and see if there is any common ground. And if there is, that's where you build on. You build on the common ground and out from there. And you're not, you're not gonna agree on everything. We just don't. As a species, there's a duality and uh, this dichotomy. And it's something that we keep up because it, it strengthens us. It makes us grow or we're moved by it. So those are your major types of spirit guides and entities that can help you. We also have actual people who are in physical form and actual animals who are in physical form. 
There have been stories of dolphins saving a swimmer, saving them from a shark, saving them from drowning. Turtles who come up and help people when they're drowning and bring them up above the water. We have stories of dogs that, that rescue or go and get help when it's necessary. Cats who alert owners of something going on. There are so many different ways that we can be spoken to by the spirit world and by the universe. We just need to be willing to listen. And that's something that is often lacking. So we need to learn how to quiet ourselves down and to listen and pay attention. And by paying attention, we will find discernment and we will find where our best guides lie. Now, I had said earlier about <clears throat> not trusting every guide that comes to you and about feeling that sensation in your, in your stomach. Now, I myself, I've been a reader since I was a little kid, but I love going to other readers. I think it's fascinating to see what they see or how they view things differently than I do, or maybe we're picking up the same thing. I work in concert with several other um, people in order to try and get the full picture. And sometimes they collaborate what I'm seeing. And sometimes like, mm, I'm seeing it totally different. And then we need to figure out where things really are. That being said, I have gone to readers who have not given me one lick of accurate information, not a piece. And it doesn't matter if I'm sitting in front of them and they're really good at cold reading or if it's over the phone or over Zoom. But always at the beginning of those readings, I'll immediately feel in the pit of my stomach, this is not a good person to let into your energy. Do not let this person into your energy. So when you feel that sinking feeling or that it's weight, it's heavy. I would say nervousness, but sometimes nervousness can be excitement also. So it's not as good a meter as when you're feeling that heaviness, like somebody just punched you there, but maybe not that. Um, that hard or that, that hard. <laughs> so we have angels, we have ghosts, we have spirit animals who can be in the form of a totem, a spirit animal or a power animal. We have angels. I said angels twice because there's a lot of angels. Then we have ascended masters. We have deities. We have ancestors, we have spiritual ancestors, we have our galactic family, and we have extraterrestrials. Now, when we talk about extraterrestrials, that's always interesting, because when I talk about extraterrestrials, they might be multidimensional, or they may be like literally from not Earth, from outside of this galaxy, maybe. And when we talk about that, we say, well, how do you know that they're helping you? Because we hear all these stories about people being um, abducted and experiments being done on them and different things like that. Yes, in every species, there's always gonna be, um, well, I shouldn't say every and always, in most, you'll find that there is positive and negative in just about everything you encounter. 
So just because something is a Palladian doesn't necessarily mean that they have your best interest in mind. But I will tell you a good story. Years ago, back in the 90s, I was a part of MUFON. It was a MUFON and ETSEG group. So we were kind of mixed. And ETSEG was um, ET, contactee, and abductee support group. And we had a gentleman who was moving. He was heavy and he, he was in a wheelchair most of the time. Very, very low mobility. But because he had a, a tumor that was wrapped into his spinal column, and I believe it was towards the base of his spine, it was towards the bottom, but it was inoperable, or at least that's what he was told, it was inoperable. So he was supposed to be moving, and before he moved, he prayed and he said, please, guys, if there's anything you can do with this in my back, I would be forever grateful. Um, please heal me so that I can enjoy my time when I move. Goes to bed, one night wakes up is like mm, i feel pretty good finds that he can walk he's fine and when he was examined by a doctor next he did not have the tumor any longer it was completely gone and there's just a very thin 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 line right next to his spinal cord that was a scar much thinner than we could make and apparently it healed literally overnight but then that tumor was gone and you know doctors never know what to do with that kind of information so of course you're like oh we don't know what happened we must have done something wrong in the diagnosis even though the diagnosis was there for years it was very obvious so in that way he felt that his galactic brethren had come forth and helped him with this issue because they have the technology to do that kind of physical work that we do not. And then he moved. But that happened right before he moved away and he gives credit to the Palladians, I believe it was, is who he felt um, came down and helped him out. So in those ways too, we can be helped. There are a lot of different things that can help you. And sometimes a guide that helps you in one way may be detrimental in another. We need to be vigilant and we need to be open to recognizing when we feel out of balance, when we feel like we're going in the wrong direction or when we feel like things are not moving the way they are, they're supposed to move. Discernment is key. I think at this point we've said enough. And I'm going to let you go. We're going to end the recording and go into our discussion. My name is Geraldine St. Joseph. My website is GeraldineStJoseph.com. That's Geraldine with a G-E-R-A-L-Y-N-S-T-J-O-S-E-P-H. GeraldineStJoseph.com. You can find my Exploring Your Intuition class there. And if you want to help, you want to join us, Come to Mystery Mystics and Metaphysics. Until next time, mahalo and blessings. <laughs>